Okay, so so about JWTC, I've never actually been in that. We're now sitting in your kitchen of your apartment. Yeah, you really have a good view. Does it look like a lot of the other skyscrapers in Dubai? No. Why? Why? Why does it look different? Because it looks old. I mean, I have this way of distinguishing things that are jadid and old. I like mixing up languages. Do you know this was the first skyscraper in the Middle East? I did not know that. Yeah. Well, it isn't a skyscraper. It was at the time. I'm eight years old and I'm here with my friend Liz. Hi. She's from New York and together we're discovering new old things in Dubai that have been around a lot longer than I have. In each episode, as we dig beyond what we see and what we know, we track down people who are connected to our topic to ask them questions. Tell me more. That's right. We ask them to tell us more so we can discover new stories. New stories about the old, remember? Our first episode looks at Dubai's first skyscraper, Dubai World Trade Center. This 33-story building might seem tiny today compared to the more than 160-story Burj Khalifa and other super-tall buildings. But when DWTC opened in 1979, it was the tallest tower in the Middle East, and it sent a signal to the rest of the world that Dubai was open for business. We had a lot of questions about DWTC, so we talked to some experts to find out the answers. Listen as architect and writer Todd Reese, photographer Hind Mazena, and DWTC's first employee, Guy Gilmar, tell us more. We first tracked down Todd Reese, author of the recently published book, Showpiece City, How Architecture Made Dubai. We learned a lot about DWTC and its architect, John Harris, reading Todd's book, but we still had more questions. So, do you, are you interested in the architect or like... Not really the architect, but like, because we know the architect. We do, it's true. So, why ask it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we... But we wait, know, wait, I that know. comes back to the point. Maybe our listeners don't know. We can always... When I, think, I think whether we ask a question or not should depend on whether our listeners might know or not. How did you get interested in DWTC? I mean, isn't everyone interested in WTC? I mean, Spatika, you wanted this to be one of the first podcast episodes. Actually, the first. Okay, so I'm curious. what? Why do you think it's an important building then? Well, because it's old. I mean, it... I, I mean, I've seen pictures since time and it was just a building standing and, and Shakeside Road, but otherwise everything was sand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never got to see it that way. So the first time that I saw the building was in 2005. So I saw it before you did. <laughs> well, I wasn't born at that <laughs> Age has its advantages, right? You know, this building has a long history in Dubai. You know, where we think Think of all those other buildings on Sheikh Zayed Road. They're all built with, you know, shiny glass and reflective steel and lights coming off of them. And then there's this building, you know, it's, it's white and it has kind of dark shadows. It's, it's kind of small. It seems small. 
in comparison to the rest of them. So yeah, it was I, for me. You know, I'm always curious about cities and how they how they grow and how they change over time and 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 who changes them. And I was just curious how where you know what what motivated people to to make this building. Was it meant to be the tallest? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, there's there's no record of the ruler of Dubai saying, I want the tallest building in the Middle East. There was no kind of, you know, proclamation that it was going to be that way. So the architect is John Harris and he gets the project and he's told to make an exhibition center. And so he comes to Dubai with the first proposal of about, I think it was maybe two or three buildings. They weren't very high. They were like seven stories, eight stories high. And the ruler of Dubai sees this and says, no, 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 no. I want a tall office tower, but no one says what, how tall tall is. So John Harris packs his bag. He, you know, the model gets left in, in the city of Dubai and he goes back to London to think about it. At the same time, around 1974, there was somewhere else in the world making the tallest towers in the world, the World Trade Center in New York City. You know this building, these two buildings? No, but Liz was actually telling me about the New York World Trade Center. So the World Trade Center in New York was going up as the future tallest buildings in the world. And so these were actually a model for the World Trade Center in Dubai. John Harris came back to Dubai, shows the ruler the new plans, and it's for a 33-story tower. Everyone's, yes, great, let's do it. But then did he say it was taller, and is that how it became 39? Well, 39 is a tricky number. But yes, it was, it was, it was said in the press that it was 39 stories high. But this is a question to you, Spatika. Do you think the rooftop is a floor of a building? Well, uh, as long as it's an observation deck. Yeah, so an observation deck you consider a floor. What if it's a helipad? Well, a helipad isn't really a floor because it doesn't really have any height. It's true, yeah. So it's it's that's the kind of tricks that were going on. You can see it from the house over here, but I, I've never seen a helipad. Well, you know why? Because they put a tower, they that TV tower on it. So in the end, they decided to make it even taller by putting the 25 meter television tower on top of the tower. So it's no longer a helipad. Yeah, so it used to be. It was proposed as one, but pretty quickly after they finished that the roof, they put a television tower on top, which then increased the, the height from 150 meters to about 175 meters. Todd mentioned that he went to the top of DWTC with his friend Hind Mazena. Hind is a photographer who likes to take pictures of old Dubai. We met up with Hind at my favorite park, Al Khazan Solar Park. We're going to do an episode on the park, but back to DWTC and Hind, who told us about her trip to the top. Did you go to the top and take a photo? I did indeed go to the top, the very top, which was is 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 like a, there's a restaurant and it's a meeting joint, and they have a floor above it, which is just views of Sheikh Zayed Road. And I heard they use it to 
to host parties and events like the person who took us up said that's where they would host the New Year's Eve party for the DWTC members so I'm like well, I was never invited to that party because it would have been a cool spot to party and wait you know for the New Year's and see the fireworks but yeah I did go to the top I do enjoy the view of looking at Dubai from the 33rd floor it just felt a lot um, nicer compared to the top view from Burj Khalifa where it just you can't relate to the scale of the city right like so you could see the greenery and I could see two sides of Dubai and yeah I definitely took a lot of photos but all on my phone so they're kind of stored somewhere on the phone yeah so do you mean the 33rd floor like the very top or like below the 39th or because because Todd said that it's 33 and that some people say it's 30 because of the tower added. So that's a good point. I might have my numbers wrong. I feel like I need to go to the elevator and look at the numbers again. <laughs> but but some of the number 33. But it was a top floor. I don't think we had many things above the only thing above us was that empty floor which I said was used as the party. Okay, so we sorted out the question of height, but I wanted to know what it was like to work in the tallest tower a long time ago. So we found Guy Gilmore, DWTC's first employee, who was able to tell us what happened on the 33rd floor in the early days. Is it true that you were the first employee for DWTC? Yes, I was. Many, many years ago, I was hired out of the UK by consultants working for the Royal Family of Dubai and the management company. And I arrived in January 1979, just about six weeks before the Trade Center opened. It was very exciting. What was the opening of DWTC like, especially with Queen Elizabeth II around, I mean? Yes, Queen Elizabeth, who's still alive, in one day, she opened six projects, like the first part of Jebel Ali Free Zone, like the Dry Dock the World Trade Center, the new municipal headquarters. Um, and she must have had tired hands by the end of the day because she had kept cutting red ribbons, etc. But it was most exciting because Dubai had this important royal visit and had to get very ready for it. So, you know, suddenly where there weren't pavements, pavements arrived and street lighting and signs and everything else because it was like Dubai was almost like a sort of a an enormous building site. And there was quite a large press entourage, maybe 70, 80, 100 even journalists who were accompanying the Queen and Sheikh Rashid from one project to the other. But I think the Trade Centre was the special one because of course it was the tallest building between Mumbai in India and Athens. So to be able to invite the Queen and um, Prince Philip and the other guests to ride up to the 33rd viewing platform on top of the Trade Center and look out across the, the Emirate and all the different things that were happening. And soon the Queen had many people following in her footsteps because we had almost every week, every month there were visitors. And on every visit, the royal family would bring them to this viewing platform. And I think that, you know, one of the sources of great pride, the Trade Center to show it off. and I see DWTC every day and it looks completely different to the neighbourhood that has grown around it. So we went back to Todd to ask him about the design. So we all know the term green building, right? Uh, like environmentally friendly, not green as in the water it all over in green paint. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's not the color green, but it means that it's doing something that there's a kind of need to save energy, for example. But, you know, they were designing it in 1974. So back then, no one used this term green building. Really? Well, no, no, not really. I don't think so. But I, I do think that people were concerned about energy. So um, the architects uh, who were designing the building, actually, the first proposals for the tower had a lot of glass. I mean, where the glass was at the front of the building. And then, you know, as the design process went along, the architect in charge, you know, wanted it to be, you know, he was very concerned about there being too much heat coming into the building and too much heat would cause air conditioning prices, you know, the use of air conditioning to go up. Maybe there was a concern that even there would be enough um, air conditioning to keep the building cool. So it wasn't so much that sunlight wasn't allowed in the building. So daylight came into the building. I think the point was, is that, you know, the difference between daylight coming into your window, but then direct sunlight coming in. Yeah. There's a difference, right? Yeah, direct sunlight comes in and reflects on my iPad screen when I have early zooms and it's really annoying. Yeah. So, and so the point is that you don't want that direct sunlight, but you do want daylight, right? Yeah, because daylight is not so harsh. I mean, daylight is just the light. Yeah, like what you have in your room right now, I see. So the, the building actually had two outsides. So there was there's the exterior concrete building that you see from your house, from your window. But inside that, there's another uh, wall where the windows are, for example. Uh, and so there's a space in between those two facades uh, where actually someone can walk. So if you're brave enough, you could actually walk outside the World Trade Center uh, in between the windows and those concrete arches. Is it dangerous? I mean, could you fall out the arches? Yes, I've been up there and all that's protecting you is that there's a like a wire uh, cordon from one column to the next. So you can hold on, but I mean, what if you sneeze really hard or, you know, and lose your balance then? Especially when you're a child, you could very well go under the rope. It's true. I got really scared when I was out there. How wide is the passage? Um, I'd say it's less than a meter. What? Yeah. No, no, I'm not brave enough to go. <laughs> less than a meter is less than my height. Yeah. The idea was too, is someone could go and walk along there and wash the windows on the outside. How did they handle safety in the building when it was built? Because they couldn't have all these modern fire hoses, sprinklers, safety blankets. You know, there was something kind of crazy about designing the World Trade Center. And that was there was no there were no rules and regulations about what to do in case of a fire, how to design a building for a, a tall building for a fire. So. Uh, and everyone was really scared. So there was a famous movie at the time. So, you know, when like everyone's talking about one movie. Yeah. Well, 1974, everyone was talking about a movie called The Towering Inferno. Do you know that movie? I don't know that movie. It's not a good movie to watch on a in a tall building, but it's about um, a big fancy new skyscraper is finished and um, a fire breaks out and they can't get all the people out from the top. of. They're all at the top of the building and for a big fancy party 
and the helicopters can't get the people out and the people are stuck. And so a lot of people in, in Dubai who were advising the ruler had seen this movie. What are we going to, we can't have a building like this. And you know, what happens when all, you know, a fire. So the architect comes and says, don't worry. We will make sure that there are so many ways to get out of this building. Can't you just make it fireproof or anything? Well, yeah. I mean, there are certainly things you do with the, the materials to make them, um, the, the structure itself uh, fireproof. Uh, that is certainly part of the safety, right? So you make sure that you know, your, your building's not made of cardboard, for example, right? <laughs> um, and so yeah, there were, there were sprinklers. So, okay, so you're in a building, you're at the top floor, and you, you're, we're always told we're not allowed to take the elevator, right? If there's a fire. Yeah. Well, there were six ways you could get to the bottom, to the ground, using stairs in the World Trade Center. There were two in the core, so in the middle, near where the elevators were in the middle of the building it would take you two of them would take you all the way to the ground and then there were four more and those four were on the four corners of the building they're like you're like climbing down like into an, a submarine except you're 30 stories above the ground and these are scary i've seen like i i got up close to them and i said i don't I, I, okay, maybe if I was worried about my life, I would go down these. Otherwise, no. So it's literally like going, there's a hole in the ground with a ladder going down to the next floor. Then you get to the next floor and then there's another hole and you take the ladder down to the next floor. Isn't there some ejection option? Like you have parachutes <laughs> and then you can... <laughs> exactly. They should have that when you enter the lobby of the building, you get a parachute pack. Dubai has changed so much since DWTC opened its doors in 1979. Many of the buildings built around the same time period have since been demolished to make way for newer, taller buildings. But to many people living in Dubai, DWTC is still one of their favorites. So it's one of my favorite buildings because I just I like the design of the building. I like the patterns on it. I like how the sunlight hits different times of the day and the you know the kind of the different shades of light on it. I like the shadow it casts around it. So sometimes when you drive by it, there's a nice, you know, shadow because of, you know, the, depending on the, the positioning of the sun. Today, lots of new buildings come up there, but they all look the same because they have the same same glass exterior. There's no balconies. Like now, even the buildings that have lights, they all have lights, so they all kind of, you know, blink and do the same thing. Where Trade Center still looks different and I think it's still one of the very few unique buildings on Sheikh Zayed Road even though it's kind of you know lost between lots of other taller buildings not everything bigger and taller is better <laughs> to Dubai I think it meant it, it was a symbol of uh, modernity of, uh, of change of development and I'm happy that it's still there Now it's your turn to tell me more, Spataka. What did you learn from your interviews? I was impressed that Queen Elizabeth opened six projects in one day. Me too. And what about the design of the building? I found it really scary that you could actually walk outside in between the windows and the concrete arches because there's only a rope protecting you from falling off and it's less than a meter wide. 
I also realized how confusing it can be to number the floors of buildings. It is confusing. Anything else? I can't believe that DWTC, which looks so short now, was once the tallest building here. It would take maybe around four and a half DWTCs stacked up one on top of the other to match the Burj Khalifa in height. Now that I think about it, I wonder what the people of the future would think about Burj Khalifa. Maybe it would be short for them like DWTC is for us. Kids in Dubai, the next time you drive past DWTC, take some time to look at this building, which was once the tallest in the Middle East. Tell us what you think. And also, if you don't live in Dubai, tell us about your favorite building in your city. You or a grown-up can write to us at tellmemore at amea.media. That's tellmemore at a-m-a-e-y-a dot media. This episode of Tell Me More was brought to you by Amea Media. It was produced by Liz McEnany and hosted by me, Spatika and Liz. Chirag Desai is our amazing editor. Our fantastic music is composed by Daniel Belka. A big thank you to Todd, Hind and Guy for giving us time. They're very important people and we're grateful to them. We'd love to hear what you thought of our show. Leave us a review and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And do subscribe to Tell Me More from Amea Media for future episodes. Until next time, stay safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.